Hi, I'm Dave Salter, and you've landed on Connect and Convert, the podcast where we share insider secrets for small business sales success. I'm joined today, as always, by Dennis Collins, our resident sales expert who's got about 153 years of experience doing this at a high level. Dennis, good to see you this morning. How are you, Dave? Good to see you. I am doing well. Can we stir um, up some trouble this morning, do you think? Uh, maybe, you know, we're going to talk about the four customer languages yes. and I, I, I got a tidbit for you though. Did you yeah. know, Dennis, that I could have been a veterinarian? You could have been a veterinarian or a vegetarian, which a veterinarian, oh, a veteran. <laughs> it's really, I had no idea. If, Tell if, me if it weren't for math and advanced science. <laughs> See, it's a slight it's, impediment to that. It, it's school. funny, but it, it wasn't until I was an adult and I took the Myers-Briggs test and I learned that there's four different ways that people learn things, right? So my high school math teacher and I, Sanford Hunsicker, I remember the guy's name, Wow! right? He did not know how to teach me algebra one and algebra two. And then when I wanted to, you know, when I was going to see my guidance counselor, I want to be a veterinarian. They're like, well, your math scores are, you'll never get in. So, but this, oh, this is, this is, this is, like, Sorry. It is. and, and, and Here now you I'm, are. Here you, well, are. you know, the upside of it, 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 you know, you and I wouldn't be able to have these conversations. Well, I don't uh, know. We could talk about animals or something, you know, that's. <laughs> But this is what we're going to talk about today with the four yes. customer languages. Communicating with animals, yes. And <laughs> right. So Dennis, talk a little bit about introduce us to the savvy salesperson as far as communications goes, with both okay. both his own and his customers. As we all have found out in our lives, that commercial that says one size fits all. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. One size does not fit all, never has, especially when we're buying as a customer or selling as a salesperson. We humans process things in a unique way. It's our own way. It is a special way. And the savvy salesperson intuitively knows this. I've met a number of people that I've trained over those 153 years that knew that. They knew that they can't talk to prospect A the same way they talk to prospect B, but they didn't know the science behind it. They didn't know the reasons behind it. So one of the things that I am really high on is understanding social styles. Social styles is an assessment that we use. It's very easy to understand. It's very easy to teach. It's very easy to learn. And basically it divides the world into four social styles and savvy salespeople know how to use this. So the other part of the sale is tension. Yes. You know, whether I'm buying a new car or I need a new air conditioner for the house, whatever the case might be, there, there's always tension in that interaction, both I think from the salesperson, because maybe he's trying to figure you out. And, and on the part of me as the customer, because there, there might be trust issues, which we talked about in a previous podcast, you know, you're not sure if, if the guy's on the level with pricing and whether they're really listening to you, et cetera. So talk a little bit about how, where 
tension comes into that relationship. And then expand on how that savvy salesperson can overcome that scenario. As Dave, there's two kinds of tension. There's actually good tension, positive things that have probably ever happened in your life, in your business, have probably been because of good tension. Of that, that helps creativity. That helps us create new solutions. The tension I'm talking about is the negative tension, okay? Mm -hmm. When two people are trying to communicate and it's no bueno, it's no good. Yeah. Not, there's no communication. It's not happening. Guess what happens? Nothing good. Dennis, you've, you alluded to this a little bit about how we all receive information in different ways. And then we, that also causes us to act on that information in different ways as well. Explore a little bit more about these social styles, if you will, styles. Yeah. Um, and, and well, how that plays into this. Sure. We all know from experience, some people are very slow and deliberate. They, they're very slow to, to decide, very deliberate and making a decision. Others make decisions very quickly, boom, 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 with limited data. Some people, they only want facts and not opinions. Don't give me opinions, give me facts. Some people just seem to never have enough data, right? Some of us buy based on limited data, but gut feel. And some of us need to have reassurance and total trust before we buy anything. So those are the people you're gonna meet today out there, whether in your business or your customers or your family and friends. So if you're a salesperson and you're in the middle of a sales, how do you figure out the social makings of your client? And then, and you got to figure this out on the fly, right? Because you don't, you don't want to waste somebody's time. So how do you? Oh, and then how do you use that to your, to su your success? Great question. It starts with an assessment. When we do a social styles program with a client, it starts with an assessment to find out what your social style is. You will be classified in one of four social styles. After we do that, you get to know yourself a little bit. And number two, you get to control yourself. What is it that you can do? Each social style has a superpower have superpowers, I should say, and blind spots. So we make the learner aware of those. And then we move on to knowing others. How do you identify social styles in others? There are quick ways to do it. There are ways that we teach, hey, this guy is driver, this guy's analytical. And fourth and most important, this is where the payoff is, versatility. What, how can you be versatile from your style to help make it more, make less tension with another style. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Would Dennis, would it be helpful to, for you to do a quick overview on those four specific lenses, if you will, to the four languages? I know that, that we've talked about this a little bit in a more specific sense. Okay. Love to. Yeah. Uh, as you know, this is a course that can take two, four, six hours to right. So I'm going to try to nail this and sure. Okay. Let's talk about our analytical lens. What is the lens that analytical seals sees the world? It's very cautious. The need to be right. They have to be right. They'd rather make no decision than a wrong decision. They're very neat and tidy. The task at hand is the priority. Relationships are not involved in their decision. Emotions and relationships, that doesn't say they don't have them. They're not in their decision. Logical, just the facts, just the facts. 
they appear to be somewhat detached and unenthusiastic. They're very quiet. They're slow to decide details and data required. Does that sound like anybody you might know, Dave? <laughs> it does. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, so that particular style is called analytical. Let's talk about another one of the styles. It's called the amiable. Amiable. These are relationship experts. These are experts at relationships. Their whole world revolves around the quality of their relationships. They have great rapport with people. They're great listeners. They're very supportive, very friendly. But unfortunately, on the blind spot side, they can be indecisive. They don't know always the right thing to do. They hate conflict. They're very social. They're very much team players. Their anxiety is about making the wrong decision. Uh, they're warm. They're accepting. They're unhurried. They're not always direct and clear. And when you want them to, when you want to influence them, they need to see a very clear mental image of the outcome. Does that sound familiar? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the, the payoff here is the way we communicate with each one of these styles, as you can already hear, is totally different. It is. So I'm going to, I got a stumper for you. Go I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot. You, so, you just did. <laughs> so going back to versatility, right? Say you're the salesperson, I'm the salesperson, and we find out yeah. that the customer we're working with has a completely different social yep. style than we do, yep. right? How do you adjust on the fly? What do you do? Okay. It happens often. Okay. That's very common. And one of the trainings that we do is identifying the social style of your customer and how to adapt to it. And again, that is a whole two hour, three hour course in and of itself. Sure. We actually teach number one, how to recognize it. And then once you recognize it's an analytical, what, what is the payoff for an analytical? What's an analytical looking for? They need data. They need facts. If you try to use an emotional approach like you would with an amiable on an analytical, that's where your attention comes in. They don't right. want to hear about that. Okay. Right. That's not in their vocabulary. Their vocabulary has to do with data. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I worked for a guy like that for 15 years. Haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> and again, people, you know, again, a short explanation. People say, well, gee whiz, why should I be the one that has to flex? Yeah. Well, I learned a long time ago. If I sit around and wait for you to flex, okay, that may be a long damn time. So yeah. I'm going to take the first step and flex to your style to make the conversation the relationship, the decision-making process, less uh, full of tension. Dave, the next one is called the expressive, the expressive lens. These are people who focus more on feelings than logic. When you're at a party, this is the person that's telling the stories, talking about themselves. They're very spontaneous. They're very visionary. They don't like to settle for anything but the best. They're very impulsive. So if you're trying to sell an expressive, expect a very impulsive by, as opposed to our analytical, who's very data-driven and very methodical. Mm -hmm. uh, they like to work with people. They talk about people. They talk about emotions. They're creative. They have a big picture outlook. They don't deal with details. They want to feel important. They love compliments. So if you were to give, say, a expressive type compliment to an analytical, they would think that you're being disingenuous. 
they would think that you're lying. We can't make that mistake. Let's talk about the final style real quick. The driver, the driver. These are the folks, they know what they want and when they want it, they're very direct. They're focused on the task. They take control. They move quickly, speak louder than normal. They make declarative statements. They're clear, concise, and efficient. They're minimum concern for relationships. Relationships don't enter into it. Talk about tasks and not people. They're very emotionally controlled. Don't try to use small talk with them. Small talk works for the expressive and the amiable, but not for the driver. My last question, which I, one of your favorites, how do you master this? If you're a salesperson, how do you master this? The, the art in all of this state is practice, 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 like anything else that we talk about in sales training, practice, perfect practice will make perfect. Going back to, to the Ebbinghaus curve, which we talked about in a previous episode, if you don't practice and reinforce learning these four social styles, then you're going to find yourself in a conversation with a customer, a potential customer, and you're going to get lost and you're going to lose the sale because of it. Possibly. Think of it as a lot of people that I, that I've met in, in, in teaching are multilingual. They speak multiple languages. Okay. And so when they visit a foreign country outside the U S that speaks that language, they speak in that language of that country. Okay. What does that do? That takes the tension that's in that relationship where here you're trying to get a non-English speaker to speak English. There's tension there. Right. That's what social styles is. When you take a step and are versatile towards a style other than your own, you're saying to them, I understand you process things differently than I do. Therefore, I will take the step in your direction in hopes of eliminating the tension in this transaction. Dennis, what I heard from you today is that we all have our own social style. We do. And as a, a great salesperson needs to learn not only his or her own style, also needs to be well-versed in the other four so that they can accommodate their potential customers and eliminate the tension that, that we've talked about today. And then finally, practice, 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 which we're going to talk about in, a, in another episode. That's right. You, you nailed it, Dave. That's, it's all about that. Listen for the voice of your customer. It's probably different than your voice. Beautiful. Dennis, thanks so much for your wisdom and insight today. Folks, this wraps up another edition of Connect and Convert, the podcast that lets you behind the curtain with some insider strategies for small business sales success. This is Dave Salter with Dennis Collins. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.